Hey guys, welcome to Healthy Heart Talks with Vasti. This is my podcast where I take you on a journey to hear about topics that we often struggle to have a healthy relationship with. I am excited to share with you my personal talks as well as interviews with friends that are working on being their best self. Get ready. You will laugh, cry, baby. But most of all, you're going to learn how you are the best you when your heart is in the right place. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Healthy Heart Talks. It's your girl, Vasti, and I'm excited that you have joined me this week. And I'm really excited because this is the first episode that I'm going to get to do our new segments. And I hope you really like the segments. These segments are just to give you a little bit more stories about my life, people's lives, favorite things. And the segments are going to be plugged in within this episode. So make sure that you listen the whole way through so you don't miss out on one of the segments. This week, and I can't believe I did that. This week, it's something that I did that I've always wanted to do. I used to admire people that did this, but In the back of my head, I was always like, but what if something happens? And I would kind of be a little fearful. So it's really crazy because I cannot believe that I took my first solo trip for my birthday two years ago. I was turning the big four all and it was literally in the thick of the Panini and nobody wanted to travel during the Panini. (laughs) And guys, plane tickets were cheap. Like if you traveled during the pandemic and you went by the grace of God and covered by the blood of Jesus, because I did with just mask. Um, I literally got tickets for like $98 round trip, $150. Like I couldn't believe how cheap tickets were that year. So my big goal was to do two weeks in Italy, but obviously all the borders of Europe and other countries were closed. And I am Puerto Rican from Puerto Rico. And A fun fact about me is that my birthday is in July, July 11th, and I spent every single birthday growing up from the age of one till about 12 in Puerto Rico. So I always went as a child to visit family. I mean, we went to visit everybody. It was not a vacation. It was more like come here and go house hop all day and eat chicken and drink Pepsi and eat pan largo, which is bread, because we love bread in our island. So two years ago, I just felt so amped to start solo traveling. You know, I believe that one of the things that sometimes we do is that we're always waiting around for someone to join us or we plan something in our head and and you you think to yourself, I'm going to wait until this comes, whether it's a spouse or your friend needs to be ready or something. And I decided that year I was going to hop on a flight and I was going to do Puerto Rico as a tourist. I wasn't going to go to do the family thing. I was going to do a tourist trip. You guys, I couldn't believe that I literally got on this flight and checked myself into a hotel when I got off the airport. I remember feeling a little nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, you hear so many things like Puerto Rico is so dangerous and you got to be careful and people get carjacked, you know, and hijacked and all those things. And I did not run a car because I don't recommend if you've never driven in Puerto Rico, I do not recommend you do it because I think that everybody in Puerto Rico trains for NASCAR um, or the Indy 500. 
But I remember getting out the airplane and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm here. And I went through the, the COVID protocol and then I, I called my Uber. The Uber came, dropped me off at my hotel. I checked into my hotel. I arrived in Puerto Rico really late. It was like 11 p.m. And I actually did, a, I made my first mistake. I stayed 45 minutes from San Juan and I was like, oh no, this isn't going to work because I wanted to do everything in San Juan, which is the capital. And I decided the next morning to just check out of my hotel and go to a different hotel. And I did that. And I had to think quick. I had to improvise. And I learned so much about myself on that trip. And I believe when you travel alone, you get to know a different version of yourself. And I also believe that you have the liberty to do what you want when you want it. And I remember on my trip, when I had days, I went for seven days or six days. And I had days where I was like, today, I just want to move slow. I want to just go eat breakfast downstairs in my hotel. And I want to come back upstairs and just veg. And I did a lot of journaling and deep thinking. And I wrote down some goals that I want to accomplish in this decade. And I mean, it was just so much that I I was like, this is this is great. I see why people travel alone. I even joined this really cool Facebook group on um, solo women traveling the world. And it's so cool because you can go on there and basically learn how to travel by yourself throughout the entire world. I mean, some of these women have gone to the jungles of India and Africa and the Amazon and they've camped and I'm like, wow, kudos. I'm not there yet. I, I definitely need the luxury and I need um, hotel and pool and the beach around the corner. But I will say that I couldn't believe it, guys. I And a lot of people were shocked. I remember when I told people like, oh, I'm going alone. They were like, what? I'm like, yeah, just, you know, it's my birthday and I want to call the shots, you know? And when you travel with people, I like traveling with people, but you have to know your style. You got to know how to vacation with people, y'all. Because if you have a friend that likes to get up at the butt crack of dawn and has a whole itinerary and they're like at 745, we're meeting in the lobby. And then at 1045, we're signing up for a tour. You, that to me, that's not vacation. I will only do that when I want to see like different parts of the world. Puerto Rico was not one of those to do that. I just took my time. I even for my birthday, I gifted myself an extra trip and I took a flight, a 20 minute flight in the most smallest jet in the world. It was the scariest thing. And the whole time that I was flying through the island, I was like, the Lord is not done with me. This plane is not going down. But I was able to take a flight to Vieques, which is a small island outside of Puerto Rico. And yeah, I had the best time. I went to like seven beaches. I mean, um, a group of guys thought I was a celebrity salsa singer, which I was like, oh, okay. So I just encourage you, go see the world. You don't have to wait for nobody. Go by yourself. And if you need travel tips, hey, I'm not a professional, but this has really unlocked me to want to travel alone. And I'm excited. I have a few trips this year. I'm, I'm going alone. And um, yeah, so I can't believe I did that. Like it took me so long to do that. And it's so much fun. Try it. You'll love it. Hey guys, welcome back to Healthy Heart Talks. It's your girl, your friend, Tavasti. And I am excited that you have joined me on season three, episode one to talk about a few things, to talk about where the heck I've been, what is going on, what have I gone through, what are all the things, and we're going to just dive into where I've been and what the topic for today, how it kind of like ties into where I've been. Well, guys, in the summer of 2021, I had a conversation with a friend 
And um, that conversation, I will share with you more in depth in this episode, but that's the conversation that led me to doing something that I thought I would never, ever get to do. And I, um, I put something on the back burner for so many years. I kept putting every excuse imaginable. And it's like, you know, sometimes I don't know why we do that to ourselves. When you know that you have something in front of you to um, tackle, and it could be from the smallest thing to the biggest thing, but we know how to self-sabotage ourselves from reaching our goals and accomplishing our dreams and being in a new level in our lives. And it is something that I think a lot of times for me, I'm going to speak from my experience. I think that I tend to, you know, have all these dreams and visions and, you know, I have all of these little folders I save in my phone with all these motivational messages. And I love TED Talks and guys, I buy all the books. I mean, I listen to Audible. I I buy actual like real books, you know, hardcover books. And I love to read. My passion since I was in my early 20s was always on leadership and how to be better with people and how to communicate with people and how to connect with people, how to lead people. And that led me into, I worked in different church ministries. Um, I then, you know, led groups. I worked in nonprofit. And um, then I started my career in education. And I remember doing recruiting and, and everything that I did, the thread in my life was always connected to like building relationships and leading and being at the forefront. And if anyone saw me give a presentation of my school that I used to work at in Chicago or even, you know, give a tour of the school or whatever it was that I had to do in, um, in my last job here in Dallas, if I had to present to the staff, you know, new policies and procedures and different things, people look at me and they think, oh my gosh, this girl, she's not afraid of anything, you know, because I have this big, bold personality, but yet and still, I had like this dangling carrot in front of me that was always a reminder of what I didn't have. And if you follow me on social media, you know that I now have it. And I finally did it. If you don't follow me on social media, you're going to know what it is by the end of this episode. Um, But I have a few questions for you today that kind of just spill in and kind of like talk about what we're going to talk about today. Have you ever gone for something and then when you were faced with like difficulty or resistance, you were just like, you know what? I'm done. You don't even last like two weeks. Like you're just, you're literally just defeated by week two. Or have you ever like laid out a plan to follow? Like you literally sat down you're like, okay, this is the plan that you're going to do. And then you begin to do the work. And because the work is kind of triggering you and it's bringing things up to the surface, you say, "Uh uh-uh, this isn't worth it. And you quit, right? Like you're just like, whatever, I quit. And then the last question is, have you ever talked yourself out of something? Like you don't even start. 
You don't even go for the opportunity. You don't apply for the job. You do not apply for the school, the certificate program. You don't start the business. You don't, nothing. You just, you literally have all these ideas in your mind and it's just all there. And you know, all of us that have all those ideas and all of those things in our heads, we have something in common with one place on this earth where dreams and plans are dead. And that's at the cemetery. When you drive past the cemetery, I know it sounds a little morbid, but just bear with me. Those are a lot of people that either they did pass away fulfilled, they accomplished it, they did it. But I think about the people that left early. I think about the people that passed away at 22 in a car accident or illness in their 40s. People that passed away that you know, you're like, man, that that couldn't have been God's will for their life. And then you have the people that you go to their funerals and they say, oh, this person lived a life poured out. They did everything imaginable and they left a legacy. And I was hit with all these questions. And I know that sometimes when you are thinking of something that you want to go for, I know that sometimes it it seems like it's bigger than what it really is. And one of the things that, you know, I think for me personally is I've had to learn to just chunk it down, break things down, you know? And like I said earlier, I think one of the things that people are surprised to learn about me is how I get scared to do certain things at times. I remember one of my friends told me like, Vasi, I would have never pictured you being a person that struggles with that. And honestly, it has a lot to do with my personality. Like I am assertive, I am bold, I'm outspoken and so on. But it often surprises people when I mention that something scares me or I'm stuck. And friends, I've been there. Stuck, stagnant, thinking that things would change without me putting in the work. Why? Because of fear. All because of fear. Yes, fear is the word that I'm gonna I'm talking about today. That we literally give that word so much freaking power. And that is what I want to talk to you about today. How fear keeps us from so much in our lives. And it is so crazy because when you confront what you are afraid of, you learn that you could have done it a long time ago. Or that It wasn't even that big mountain in your head. It was probably just a molehill. Maybe it was just a small little, you know, couple steps up. And, you know, I remember this, this, this whole fear thing takes me back to, um, I used to work at this camp right outside of, um, St. Louis, Missouri. And it was in Golden, Missouri in the Ozarks. And it was a sports camp. And this camp was amazing. I mean, kids came from everywhere, every inner city in Chicago. This is, this camp was geared towards kids that were in inner cities all throughout the United States that have never been exposed to nature and different types of activities that their neighborhoods do not have for them at their disposal. So this camp was something that The only way that you as a counselor could be successful in convincing a child that has never in his life 
um, known how to, you know, do a bow and arrow for archery, hook a worm for fishing, do a J stroke or a C stroke for canoeing. The only way that you were able to tell that camper that they can do it is by you giving them a personal story. Like, hey, I've been there. I, there was one time where I, I never knew how to do it. Or you know what? I learned how to do it. And let me teach you how I learned. So the first two weeks when you're when you start working at this camp, the first two weeks, it's kind of like hell week. And you are the camper and the alumni, they are your counselor. So you're put in groups and then you go through every single step of the camp. And the whole purpose of the camp is to also introduce um, kids to faith, to having faith in God and trust in God. So everything is a teachable moment. Everything that we did led back to a scripture, to something that they could hold on to tangibly when they were fearful. It was something that they can use to motivate them to accomplish the task before them. Now, the camp was seven days and every seven days I received a new batch of, of, of kids. I had ages 13 through 17. And uh, the second to last day of camp was the biggest, the biggest obstacle course. And it was up in a few hundred feet up in the air and it was called the treetops course. Now, when I was the camper and I went in, I went with my girl, like my partner, her name was Lindsay. She was amazing. I could not have done that treetops without her. But I remember when we started this course, the instructor, he was teaching us how we were going to maneuver from station to station because you're hooked up with three lines. You're hooked up with three carabiners. Two of them are locking and one is how you move to the next station. So even if like you forget and you 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 fall, you fall and you're just swinging in the air because the locking carabiner, you're locked in. So we went through every step and there was times where I would tell Lindsay, I can't do this. But I remember the instructor when he was giving us the, the assignments of this is how you move it. This is how you move. This is how you go here. This is how you do this. He said, and listen, fear is going to kick in. Fear is going to kick in because you're human. And because fear is actually your body's way of warning you, hey, something's coming. Hey, you know what? You need to stop. Something's danger, danger, danger. So fear is not a bad thing because obviously we we want our bodies to tell us if something's coming to harm us. But in this case, it, I wasn't going to be harmed. It was just the fear of being up in the air and just going from each obstacle course. Well, the the instructor says, and remember that fear... And he did an acronym for the word. He said, it's false evidence appearing real. And I was like, you don't say. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure some of you listening to this have heard of that before. But guys, it really is false evidence in your life that appears real, that you've given power over it and that you don't know how to just shake it off because that fear really does paralyze us, you know? And to some people, it causes them to have like a visceral reaction to the point where they get sick. Like I know people that have told me I've gotten sick to my stomach. I don't know how to do this and I don't even want to attempt to do this. And I always tell people, I think that whatever scares you the most, that is what you should work at doing. 
If you are afraid of doing something as simple as karaoke, go do it. Go and make a fool out of yourself and do it well. If you're afraid of public speaking, take a public speaking class. I'm not saying you're going to turn into a public speaker, but just the challenge of allowing yourself to know that this is not real. Like, it is okay. I am going to be okay and I'm going to survive it. And yes, the treetops course, I ended up surviving it. It was great. And when I was on the ground, (laughs) but you know what was the beauty of that whole experience was that when I had the campers that were scared, that were crying, that were trembling, I was able to say, hey, I've been there. Hey, my grown self, I've been there. I also wanted to cry. But guess what? This is just something that you have to overcome. And we're here to help you and we're here to support you. And I bet you anything in your life that you have more people in your life that if you were to find that that square squad that I talked about in season one, if you were to find those people in your life and tell them, hey, I'm really fearful of this and I need you to hold me accountable because I want to conquer it. I guarantee you, you'll have the support that you need, just like those kids had that support while they were going through those obstacle courses. And I believe that we all need that one person to kind of hold our hand for a little bit. And it's okay. They're going to let go. You're going to be scared, but you are going to get to the other side. So as a lot of people have been asking me, like, where's Healthy Heart Talks? Where's Healthy Heart Talks? Where have you been? Where have you been? Bossy, I miss your podcast. Well, summer of 2021, which by the way, summer is my favorite time of year. Not just because it's my birthday, 7-Eleven, but because, oh, and I love to tan. Oh, but you know what, guys? Stay away from that sun because... um. It ages you pretty fast. And uh, if you want supple, nice skin, just just limit it. But anyways, <laughs> a little sidebar there. So when I used to work in education, I, ha- I always got a good break. I-, I would get about two months off. I would always connect my vacation to whenever our building was closing for renovations and painting and all the things. So I would get a good like six weeks off and it was great. And I do a lot of thinking and a vision casting for my life in the summers because I'm I'm out of my routine, right? Getting up, going to work, commuting, coming home, doing life, going here, going there. And I think about what I want to accomplish in the new year of my life because I like to look at my birthday as a new year's resolution. I don't like to do like the whole Happy New Year. I'm going to train for a triathlon. No, I just, I see my birthday as a fresh start. Yes, I do believe that you should set some goals for the new year and that's great, but that's how I do it. And I like to write things down to hold myself accountable. And one day I was looking through old journals. I think I have probably, man, at least seven to 10 years of journals in my home. And I always, I told my best friend one time, I said, Amanda, When the Lord decides to take me one day, I want you to turn these journals into books. She's like, what? You want people to know you like that? I said, yes, I want them to know that. Yes, I was a person that, you know, lived a big, bold life, but I also had insecurities and worries and fears. Anyway, so I usually tell my closest friends, like I said, like what those things are and, you know, That summer, 
um, she came over actually to have a pool day with me. And after we had the pool day, we came back to my place and I always had these conversations with her about quitting my job. I always had these conversations. I'm like, I want to quit my job. I want to quit my job. I feel like I'm not, I'm stagnant. I feel like I'm not growing. I feel like this, like this, like this, like that, blah, 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 blah. You know how we are. We always have that friend that we call like, girl, I'm in the bathroom and I'm going to leave right now. Tell me not to leave. I got bills to pay. Well, that's the type of conversation I was having with her at my kitchen table. And, you know, I was like, this is dumb. I want to quit. And I was like, but I'm applying for jobs and nothing's opening for me. And I was like, and you know what, Amanda? I said, I really think it's because I don't have that stupid piece of paper. And she was just looking at me and she just let me vent because I was going on and on and on and on. She looks at me and she says, you know that this isn't about your job. You know that, right? And I was like, huh? And she's like, this this feeling of you being frustrated, you're in a holding pattern. And until you finish your degree, this isn't going to go away. Guys, she'd be dropping these one lines that leave my mouth wide open sometimes. And I'm like, dang, that one hurt. But this one, it didn't hurt as much as it, it was like a light bulb went on in my head. Like I am in a holding pattern. I keep going through the same thing over and over and I'm expecting a different result. And it's because I have allowed fear to stop me from going after what I've always wanted, which was my degree. And, you know, she's been saying such good one-liners these days. I, I, I sometimes write them down so I can remember them. But that holding pattern one, it has always stayed with me. And I know that she told me that she learned it from someone else that she had a conversation with and it really just challenged her. And I was just thankful because she was able to share it with me and now I'm sharing it with y'all. So I'm telling you right now, there are times in our lives where you feel like you're going in circles and you feel like you're not getting anything done. And guys, nine chances out of 10, it's because you are in a holding pattern. You're just there. You're going through the same motions. You're going through the same thing. And what's that famous line? Don't expect results from the work that you didn't put in. I don't know who said that, but that's that's the truth right there. So that day in my kitchen, we started to lay out a plan. She told me, you have one month to do all the research that you need to do to get back in school. She created on our iPhones a note and then she shared it with me and she listed everything out. She put everything from number one, you're leaving social media until you get this done. Because she's like, you don't need distractions. Number two, she's like, you need to stop partying with your friends. No more fun. You need to shut it down. It is time for you to go and figure this out. This is about your future, Vasti. This is about your life. There's no more, no more fun. She was like, you're good. Because at that point in the summer when she came over, I was starting, my job was, uh, uh, my break was soon to be over. So I was starting back to work, I think in a week. 
she was like, because you already know that school year Vasti is different from summer Vasti. Like summer Vasti, my friends can come over whenever they want. They can stay over to however long they want. We go, to, we go to the pool. I'll cook. We have fun game nights. We do all the things. But school year Vasti, I'm in bed at nine. I'm getting up at five. And it's like, I don't have fun. Only on the weekends, occasionally. Um, so she's like, delete all your social media to keep you focused. She titled the, the plan Vasti plan to get in school. When I tell you guys that she did not let up one time of this plan, she would text me and call me daily. What did you accomplish today to get closer to your goal? What did you do today? What did you find out today? Guys, she was like that pit bull that when the pit bulls bite, they don't let go. She did not let go once at all. She bit down and that was it. Her jaw was locked. We have a joke because her oldest son, sometimes if I um, tell him, hey, if you do this, I'm going to buy you a gift or we're going to go here. I'm going to take you here. He will call me and FaceTime me, you guys, like he is a bill collector to remind me of what I already know that I'm doing for him. And I said, oh my goodness, this is where your little boy gets this from, this persistence. It's from you. And we, we just laughed about it. But it got to the point, y'all, where I had no choice but to face my fear of rejection. My fear that I had in every scenario in my head as to how this was going to all fail. I just had this whole thing in my head like, I'm going to call them and they're going to tell me no. I'm going to email them and they're going to say no. And one of the things that I remember, the reason why I left school and I left school, I had completed all the way till my junior year. I only had one year left my senior year and I left school because I ran out of financial aid and I just didn't have any more money and I had to, you know, other obligations. And I just never went back. And I was afraid that it was so such a long time that I was going to lose credits. I was going to have to start over. So at this point, I was like expecting the worst. Okay. So it brings me back. And if you have not read this book, please pick it up and read it. And I could be, yes, biased because they are dear friends of mine. But my good friend, Ryan Leak has a book, Chasing Failure. And he says in there, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do? And you see, fear is basically us having this fear of failing and being told no. And I remember my girl in Chicago told me once, do you know that a no will always be a no until you ask your question? And I've always carried that one with me as I've gone into my journey with school. And y'all... I was able to finally, I sat down at my desk and my colleague was right next to me, Lupe, shout out to you, girl. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to email. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to email the school. I'm going to just figure out what I got to do to get back into school, to get my transcripts and just forward whatever I have to do. And I sent my email out. I received a response within like an hour. And you guys, I was shooketh. <laughs> I could not believe the response I received back. It was like, hey, of course, yes, you were a student here. I remember you because I, I emailed one of the professors um, that was on faculty there, but he at the time was not a professor. He was an executive on, our, um, on the school's leadership team. And he said, 
Absolutely. He said, do you know we have a program for students like you? You don't have to transfer out of the school. You actually can can come back and finish. It's called the finish line. And it's an accelerated program and you can apply. I'm going to send you the information. You guys, I contacted the admissions counselor. I applied. I got accepted. And everything happened so freaking fast. After two weeks, y'all, two weeks, I received my acceptance of the college. I received my award letter of how much money it was going to be. And I was enrolled back in college. Guys, the best part of all of this was when my admissions counselor said to me, my advisor, her name was Jill. She said, you know, you're a senior. And I said, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) She said, you're a senior. She said, you only have one year left. She said, so I'm going to go ahead and start you off with two classes. I don't want you to bite off more than you can chew. I don't want you to get scared because you are going to be doing intense. You're going to be doing semester long classes in eight weeks and it can be intense and you have to be disciplined for online school. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. She enrolled me in two classes and she said, the only thing is if you're wanting to finish in a year, we're going to change your major. And she gave me a list of the majors and you guys, my passion of my twenties comes full circle back into my life. And I see a bachelor's of science in organizational leadership. She says, even though you were an edu- I was an education major, I was going to be a teacher. She said, most of your classes transfer into this track and you just have to take like four extra classes and you'll be graduating um, December of 2022. I'm looking at her because we were on Google Meets and I'm looking at her and she's like, Vasti, are you frozen? <laughs> and I said, um, no, I just can't believe this. And she was like, well... You know, sometimes this is how things happen. You know, you 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 waited and waited and then you didn't realize how easy it was going to be. She said, but you got this and I believe in you and I'm here for you every step of the way, blah, 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 blah. And you guys, I could not believe that I was starting school. That was September. So by the time I got back to work, it was like two weeks into September is when I got accepted. I started classes October 19th. And that's when I had to like tell basically all my people like, hey, guys, for a year, my answer to all things social is no, I can't go to the dinners and the parties and all the things and I'm not traveling and I can't I'm going to miss out on some things because I got to focus on me. I got to focus. I got to put me first. (laughs) You guys know that little audio reel, but it's true. I had to put me first because my future was at stake here. Like. I remember starting school and I could not believe it. I would call my family. I, I, when I called my family first, let's rewind a little bit. So when I started this process, I didn't tell a lot of people because again, I was like, I just need to go and do all this work so that when I get accepted, I can just call people and tell them the end of the story. Cause you know how people tell you stories and then you're like, and then what happened? You're like, I don't know. I got to wait three more weeks. And they're like, Dang. So I wanted to give everybody the entire story with the bow on it at the end because I like to get stories like that. So I remember I called my parents first and I said, are you guys on speaker? Are you guys together? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I tell them and my mom and dad were like, oh my gosh, praise the Lord. We're 
we're so happy for you. And my dad's like, Fosse, you're going to do it. Because my dad, the year before that, he and I had a conversation and he was like, Vasi, I want you to finish school. Like, he's like, what's going on? Like, you got to finish. And I'm like, I know, Papi, I know, but it's just, I don't know. Like, I'm just scared of this. And he's like, no, just go for it. Just go for it. And, you know, I, I, I remember calling them and hearing that just their voices and they were just so proud and they were just, and I was just like, thank you so much. And I hang up and then I call my sister and I tell my sister, um, I call Libni and I tell her and she's like, wait, what? She's like, but what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm starting school in two weeks. She's like, oh my gosh. And then she tells Jamil, my brother-in-law, and they're just so happy for me. And then I call my older sister, Kayla, and she's like, what? She's like, whoa, oh my gosh. Like, it was like, I felt such a relief. Like, I'm in school. And then I literally hit the ground running. Like, guys, I started school and I felt like from October of 2021 till December of 2022, I was thrown into... I don't know, a washer. And I was on the spin cycle for a whole year because, and we're going to, like I told you guys, this is just one topic from this whole year that I want to share with you. But when I tell you that I stepped on fear's head that day, and I am forever grateful for that conversation that I had with my dear friend. And I am also so grateful to have friends that believe in my dreams and want to see me accomplish it. I am grateful for the support that I had, you know, like even with my family, like they knew that I couldn't visit a lot. And when I was visiting, I was doing homework. I mean, I took this laptop everywhere. I had my backpack everywhere, books all the time. I had homework assignments due every single week, big papers. When I tell you that I literally was running on fumes, I was going to bed at two in the morning, waking up at five, being to work at seven, falling asleep at my desk, drinking two, three cups of coffee, not eating the best for a year. Just like, guys, I was a full-blown college student. Like, I felt it. My sleep was off. Just everything was off in my life. And then towards the end, my stress was through the roof. And we'll talk about that more later. But I will tell y'all that after you go through a process of saying fear, I'm coming for your head and you take it by the horns, you literally start living it out. And you guys, when I started living out every single assignment I turned in, every single grade I was receiving, I, I mean, I finished my entire last senior year. I finished with a 3.5 GPA. I only got one freaking C plus in math, but it's okay. But I had all A's and like four B's. And I am so, when I tell you that I was living out every step of the way. And I learned that as soon as I got out of my own way, I was able to accomplish what I thought was so impossible. And on December 9th, 2022, at around 6.15 p.m., I walked across that stage 
And it was just the absolute best to walk out. And I was able to see my parents and my sisters sitting in the stands. And then my best friends were in the middle of the stands. And then I had my two college suite mates that came, my roommates. Guys, that's another story too, because that was, oh my gosh, so amazing to see them. But just to walk that stage, then come back to my seat. And I was able to have my cell phone and I had shared the link of my ceremony with a lot of people and just all the people that were texting me and sending me screenshots of me walking across the stage. And I was just like, is this really happening? Is this really happening? I'm like, I just got my degree. I just got my degree. And like, I, it it just, it felt so surreal. And you know, I'm going to leave you with three things. If you are in a season in your life where you're like, Why do I let this one thing hang over my head? And why have I not accomplished this? Why do I keep self-sabotaging? Why do I keep ruining things that I know I can accomplish? Why, why? Guess what? I'm gonna tell you right now, you need to speak out this fear. Speak it out. Whether you speak it out to yourself first and you journal it, and you pray about it, whatever you choose to do, and then you find that confidant in your life that you're going to say, hey, this is something that I'm fearful of and I'm letting you know because I'm ready to tackle it out. That's number one. You got to speak out that fear. Number two is you got to get a plan. You have to get a plan. We always hear those cliche sayings. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. You know, all the things, right? Guys, Get a plan in place and write it down. I had two huge pieces of paper. I had a piece of paper with all the classes I had to take and I had the deadline of December 9th on the bottom. And every class that I would take after I would get a grade, I would put the grade on the post-it. And I would I would slash, I, it went from 14 classes to seven classes to five classes to three classes to none. And I remember when I was done, I put on my, at the bottom of that page, I put, you can do hard things. And I remember thinking about the plan that Amanda wrote out for me. And it started off with my plan. The only way that I was able to walk out this fear and speak out the fear, speak it out first. And then I was able to get the plan and literally list it one through seven, one through 10, whatever it is, you have to get a plan in place. And then the last one is you got to get a pit bull. You need a pit bull in your life. Who is that friend in your life that won't let go? Who is that? Is it a family member? Is it a friend? Is it an uncle, an aunt, a sister, a brother? Is it your mom? Is it your dad? Is it, is it maybe a colleague that became a best friend of yours? Who in your life can be accountability? That's what I mean by a pit bull. You need a pit bull in your life. You need someone to be like, we're not letting go and just bark at you every single time. And you know what? You can't get mad at that person. As much as I wanted to be like, Amanda, can you stop reminding me of the things that I see every day on this list? (laughs) As much as I wanted to like be like, no. And I remember when she would text me, I would look at it and I wouldn't want to answer right away. But I'm like, she's going to keep texting you. And I would would text her. I'm going to send the email out in an hour. In an hour, that girl would text me back. Then she would call me. And then we talked every single night. I think for like two weeks and we don't talk every day, but for the most part, we talk a few times a week just to check in. How you doing? Let's hang out. Let's go here, whatever. But that during that plan, guys, every single night she said, okay, how do you feel? 
Okay, that's normal. That's okay. But you did it, right? All right, now what's the next part? Now what's the next step? Okay, what are you going to do? All right. And it was like, it was so annoying, but it was so good to have that. It felt so good because I felt like I wasn't alone. I'm like, I'm not alone. Like, I can actually tell her, like, friends, I'm sad today because I haven't heard back from them. Or I don't know. I, 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 I'm i not sure how I'm going to get money for school. And then it's like, I apply for financial aid and bam, I get it. So it was like, when I tell you that she did not let go, that's what I mean is that you need someone to hold you accountable because there's a lot, there's people that you're like, hey, can you hold me accountable to this? And they go, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they forget. <laughs> and you're like, man, I really wanted an accountability partner that was actually going to check on me. And they don't check on you. Like, listen, we're all getting older and we forget things and I get it. And I give grace to those that forget. And I don't charge it to your mind. I charge it to your heart. But I'm at the age right now where if, if you ask me, hey, can you remind me of this? I'm going to put a calendar note in mine and I'm going to say, remind Sally of this. <laughs> remind such and such of this. Because if not, I'm going to forget and I do not want to let you down on my commitment to you. So if that accountability partner is one of the ones that doesn't let go, guess what? You're going to hear from them, but you got to pick the right one. And you got to understand that they're doing this for your good. They're a safe place. You're able to be vulnerable with them. You're able to like really let them in on your journey. And it was amazing because after every semester, I would call her. I just finished two more classes. I just finished three more classes. Amanda, I got straight A's. I got A's and B's. Amanda, I'm taking this break. And then, oh my gosh, I'm doing this. Like we went on vacation together this summer and I had my laptop and I was there. We came back to our hotel rooms from, I think, a beach day or something. And we were eating snacks and I was sitting at her table because we each had our room and I was sitting at her table doing homework. And I remember her snapping a picture of me because I was like, take a picture of this moment right here because I'm doing freaking homework on vacation. But guys, that's how serious my commitment was. And that's how supportive she was, that she wasn't like, why did you bring your laptop? Why didn't you finish your homework when you, when, before you came on vacation? Like you have to have people that understand that when you're going for something and you're going after something, it requires sacrifice. And I was able to play a little bit in 2022, but not as much as I wanted to. I couldn't because it required time. I literally would, would, I was working full time y'all. And I was going to school full time, legit. I was taking 18 credit hours and I was working 50 hours a week. Don't ask me how I did it. It was it was the Lord strength because I literally do not know sometimes how I did it. And we'll, like I said, we're going to take deep deeper dives into the nuances of my year. But I do want to leave you with those three things. Speak out the fear, get the plan, get you a pit bull, get an accountability partner. You you need it. And if you don't tell someone what you're wanting to to, to do, you know, if you don't want them to tell other people, just say, hey, it stays between you and me. You know, it stays between you and me. And I need you to just keep this on the low. And I need you to just, please, just you and I, you know, but that person is going to want to see you succeed. So they're going to hold that dear to them. They're going to motivate you. They're going to encourage you, you know, and like, I'm not saying you have to tell 10 million people either, but remember, go back to the square squad. Your community should know so that you're able to get that support. 
Your community should know so you're able to get that support and they're able to root you on and cheer for you from the beginning all the way to the end. And I was so grateful that I had that. Oh, it literally, it just, it, it, it literally brings tears to my eyes. The support that I felt from my family, my friends, just like people that knew, oh, you can't go, you have homework. Thank you. Oh, you know, and I remember telling my friends, I still want to be invited. I want you guys to think about me. But they were like, no, because we know you. And if we invite you and you you have homework, you're going to be tempted. And I'm like, mm-hmm, because I love to have a good time. I love me a good game night. I love to go out to dinner. I love a good night to go dancing and hang out with friends. But it got to the point where if my friends wanted to hang out. I would tell them, you want to come over? You can watch a show on TV while I do homework. Because I was a person that I could do homework and study with music in the background. And I could even have conversations with people. Like I didn't really need my place quiet, quiet. So I was like, it's cool. But I'm so grateful for just the support that I had. And you know, I believe that you listening today, maybe you don't struggle with fear, but maybe you know someone. Share this podcast with them. Share this episode with them. Let them know, hey, like your your heart is not healthy with fear. And you need to listen to this talk by, by Vasti talking about how to combat and how to face your fears. You know, because the health of your heart is important when you're going through changes in life. And if we don't have a healthy relationship with fear, it, it's going to come out in everything you do. You know, I have friends that that I know, you know, just fear different things that some other people wouldn't fear, you know, and don't ever diminish someone's fear. Don't ever make somebody feel like, oh, why are you? Why are you fearful of that? That's stupid. Don't do that because to them, it's a Mount Everest and to you, it might be a molehill. So help them turn that Mount Everest into that molehill. Help them. Just help them along the way. Pray for them, encourage them, motivate them. But my friend, you listening, that you keep holding yourself back, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Ja, paralo, ja. Stop, I said, paralo. Enough is enough. Start that business. Start that class. Read the books. Study. Do what you have to do. But don't let... Another day go by that you are not tackling what you fear the most. Because I'm telling you right now, when you actually go after it and when you actually accomplish it, man, you're going to feel so good stepping on fear's face. You're going to feel so good saying, pish posh, I did that. I did the damn thing. I did it. And you can do it too. You got it in you to combat whatever it is that's holding you back. No more holding patterns in your life. I hope that this propels you to the next level in your life and it propels you to stop letting fear hold you back. No more, friends. No more. No mas. Kick fear in the face. Walk through that door. Get that promotion, apply for that job, start that business, do what you got to do, invest, buy the property, do whatever, write the book, write the song, sing it out loud, sing it from the rooftops, but step on fear's face, friend. 
Let's talk this week about what I want you to stop doing, what I want you to start doing, and where I want you to grow. What I want you to stop doing is comparing your journey to other people. You do not know what these people have gone through or how they have been tested to arrive at the place they are in. I believe a lot of us struggle with comparing ourselves to people's highlight reels. And we have to understand one thing. We live in such a hypervigilant society when it comes to social media. Everybody wants to do it for the gram, post it, post it, post it, post it. And we're glued to our phones. And then, you know, I know for women, we do a lot of body shaming and we compare ourselves and we're looking for for people that we can compare ourselves to and how they dress and how they look. And I want you to know something. Social media is a lie. Social media is a lie. And if you're constantly filling yourself with lies, you're never going to know a truth from a lie on social media. I think it's very important for you to check yourself who you follow and who you give your attention to. I'm big on podcasters that motivate me, that inspire me, authors that I love, speakers. So that's what I I follow a lot of. And obviously I have my favorite like fashion girls and I have my favorite makeup artists and I have my favorite, you know, sports team and things like that. But I want you to remember something that when you compare yourself, you're literally robbing yourself from the destination that you're going on. You're, you're, you're delaying yourself from reaching those goals because you're literally stopping yourself. And you're like, oh, but man, they just bought a house and they're only 30. Oh my gosh, I'm 36 and I'm still renting. Oh man, look, they just got a new car. Man, my car's like 15 years old. I, I should get a new car. Guys, just stop. Comparison is really the thief of joy, like Andy Stanley has said. And I want you to stop doing that, okay? What I want you to start doing is giving yourself the grace for the season you are in. I'm not sure what you are working on or what you're trying to accomplish, but speeding it up, if you're trying to speed it up and you're trying to keep up with others, that's not the vibe. That's not the vibe. This will only lead to pure exhaustion. And that's how you give up on your goals by looking to the left or right. Like I said, distractions. Remember to stay in your lane. You know why? Work on your journey because there is less traffic in your lane. Stay in your lane. Don't go into other people's lanes. How we do in traffic, sometimes that's how accidents are caused because we go into the wrong lane and we cause an accident. And I believe that that's how you don't accomplish what you're trying to do. Because you go out of your lane and you're like, oh, let me see what Juanito's doing. Oh, let me see what Sheila's doing. Oh, let me see what this one. Oh my gosh, they just met three months ago. They're already engaged. They're on their third child. Guys, stop. Please just stop. Stay in your lane because there's less traffic in your lane. And where I want you to grow this week is I want you to grow in celebrating your victories. Stop and take a moment to jot down some of your highlights and your wins. We tend to only focus on the negative moments. And y'all, that's not allowing us to grow and celebrating and loving yourself. Stop. Celebrate you. No one can go out to dinner with you. You take yourself out to dinner. Go get your pedicure. You know your toes are crusty and you haven't had a pedicure in five, six months, including y'all men too. Go treat yourself and celebrate. Grow and normalize celebrating your wins and your victories. I believe in you. So those are the things I want you to stop. I want you to start and I want you to grow in. All right, guys, we've come to one of my favorite segments of the show. Y'all need to get one of these. Listen, 
I've given you a few products that I love, a few things that are my favorites. And this week, it's something really low key that I think that um, I became a fan of it during the pandemic. And I love, um, I'm, a, I'm almost addicted to ordering these on Amazon. And I've had to take a few of them out of my um, inbox, my, you know, cash, whatever my, what is it called? Your wish, not your wish list, your cart. Oh my gosh, your shopping cart. Now, one of my favorite things is my sister in Chicago and my friends here in Dallas. One of my favorite things about both their homes is that they always have great throw blankets. And if you're ever going to go to their house, you are guaranteed to open up an ottoman of storage or a basket and get a big cozy blanket. And it just makes everything better. And you're able to just sit there and talk and, you know, whether you're drinking coffee or whatever, I absolutely love it. Like when I go to Chicago, my sister has big ones that will wrap you up 17 times, you know, and they're so soft. And you need that in Chicago. So one of the things that I have been really loving are these Sherpa blankets from Amazon. The link will be in the show notes. You guys, they are so soft and they come in all sizes. I bought like a super duper duper king size one when I had COVID a couple years back, three years ago. And I literally wrapped myself in that thing. And then recently I bought a smaller size just for like TV. And it's a blanket that is so soft. And when my friends come over, they love to use this blanket. So guys, you guys need to up your game when it comes to your throw blankets and offer some warm and fuzzy, cuddly feelings um, with blankets to your friends when they come over, your family, or if you're if you're with your spouse and you're cuddling, a blanket makes everything better. So that's my y'all need to get one of these for this week. We've come to our final segment of the show where it's titled, let me tell you something. So let me tell you something. (laughs) We've listened today about fear. We've listened about what I did for the first time by myself. And I think the common thread in today's episode is I don't want you to hold yourself back. I gave you a good pep talk at the end of the episode and I'm just piggybacking off that pep talk. Remember what I said, no more holding patterns and I want you to move forward and I want you to believe that your journey is specific to lead you to your destination and I want you to focus on that and I want you to start really working on just taking every goal that you have one day at a time. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't hold back. Go after it because I believe in you, my friends. Take care, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Healthy Hard Talks. And I hope that today's episode has left you encouraged and amped to work on being the best you. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.thehealthofyourheart.com to sign up to receive updates. Remember, you are your best you when your heart is in the right place. Until next time, take care.